Foil Tales. I'm your host, Brandon Wright. Tonight's episode will be joined by my guest, Dalton. Now, I've known Dalton for several years from bands and some other stuff from just being around the area. And Dalton had some pretty interesting things to talk about, and we have a lot in common. But before we dive into talking with Dalton, if you've ever had an encounter or an experience you'd like to share, and you would like to be a part of Tinfoil Tales, send me a message. You can reach out to me at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. You can find Tinfoil Tales on Facebook, and you can send me a message on there if you'd like to. Also, if you'd like to help the show continue to grow, please share it around. Any type of promotion that you can do would definitely be beneficial to the show and to me, so I definitely appreciate that. But let's go ahead and jump on in with our discussions with Dalton, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Joined today by my guest, Dalton. I've known Dalton for several years from band stuff, so Dalton, welcome to the show. What's up, Brandon? How we doing this morning? It's too early for me. Yeah, I know. I I have a Christmas coming up later at twelve, so I uh, that's why we had to switch it out. We were originally supposed to go at what twelve noon. Yeah, right on. My one year old decided he was getting up at three in the morning to party, so I've been up since one. He fell back to sleep, and then I slept for maybe like two hours. So I've been up since seven. Wow, the life of a dad. That's what we're living now. We're yeah. just out here roughing it. Yeah. So you said you had some uh, interesting experiences over the years. If you want to introduce yourself a little bit, and then we can dive on into that. Yeah, I'm Dalton Brown, uh, born and raised here in Indiana. I've lived here for, you know, my whole life. I'm a towner, uh, still wear my Letterman jacket um, out to the bars to tell stories of how good I was at sports in high school and things like that. Um, But... Yeah, I've had a few experiences with some paranormal things, um, you know, anywhere ranging from, like, something in my house that was unexplainable to, you know, using Ouija boards, things like that. I've always been pretty interested in the the subject, read a lot of books, you know, like, some of my favorite series of books are The Law of One by Ra, Um, but yeah, I, uh, my major experiences would probably be using a Ouija board at Okie Pinocchio, which is, you know, frowned upon. And mm-hmm. uh, we had the same the same thing pop up twice. So we did it at our, our apartment. It was me and a couple of friends and my wife. So we know, you know, nobody was moving it around. Spelled out captain at the apartment. Then we take it out to Okie and we ask out, like, who's out here? And it says, it spells out captain again. So... I don't know, like, I don't know if it was the same entity just following us around or what. I've been out to Oki. I've uh, camped out there. And one of the guys that we're out camping with, him and I were hearing noises and everything, so we went to go and investigate. He had a paintball gun with him at the time. So uh, he decides to light up the bushes where we're hearing this noise coming from, and all of a sudden we start hearing... Yeah. So it wasn't ghosts that were haunting us. It was uh, ducks. Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 <clears throat> like, I'm not, I'm pretty skeptical, as you know, of things like that. So uh, for it to spell the same thing twice was like, 
pretty gnarly experience. It kind of makes you wonder, you know, if those things actually, you know, work or are real or able to be accessed by something on a, another plane or dimension. Yeah, I've never messed with a Ouija board, and it's something that I probably won't ever mess with just because I'm superstitious about certain things, and that's just something that I don't want to screw around with. Yeah, I get it. Uh, this was not me now. It's not like something I have in my house. Actually, it got stolen afterwards, and I wrecked my car the same day as it got stolen. So I don't know if it was just in my brain or something that, you know, like, oh, this has wicked powers or what, but uh, I've never touched one again. So Yeah, it's one of those things that's where... I don't necessarily believe in them, but at the same time, I don't want to trust believing them. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. To From everything I've always heard, it's like everyone usually wants to stay away from them, and I think there's something behind that is, you know, if if there's a mass group of people that tell you not to do something or, you know, have had bad experiences with it, you you should probably listen to them but i'm always the kind of person that has to find things out for myself um another experience i've had with paranormal is um in my house uh we had you know like very unexplainable things happening uh like cabinet doors slamming shut in my kitchen um at one point in time me and a buddy actually did try to summon a demon so that that could have been the cause of that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I don't know. It was a weird time in my life. I was in my 20s, and, uh, you know, I thought of a get-rich-quick scheme was to just summon a demon and ask it for that and then come to find out that's probably not the best idea. So, I've actually got someone that I'm talking to that does uh, something very similar. He said he summoned a demon, a prosperity demon or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to come on an episode here in the future and uh, talk about his summonsing experiences. Yeah, when we did it, it was uh, me and Sean uh, Rodriguez, who was in one of my bands with me. Uh, we tried it and uh, like thought nothing happened. And then for like the next three to four weeks, I had like the worst nightmares I've ever had in my entire life. Like saw demons things like that and then like weird stuff started happening in my house you know like our couch is in the middle of the floor so when i would sit on it i would feel like something's presence behind me and then that's when we would usually hear things and i heard you talk on the last podcast you know like that maybe there's parallel dimensions and they can feed off of our energy so there was definite fear energy there yeah i kind of think like we can only see in certain dimensions, so who's to say that all this paranormal stuff just not in a dimension that we can't fully see, like a different spectrum, a different element to where the human eye can only see so much, but we don't know what's out there yeah. as of what we can't actually detect with our own eyes. Yeah, I definitely, uh, that made me think a lot when I listened to that podcast that you did, um, it was like... You know, you're right. I believe maybe we can't because I, I know that Christianity is a pretty touchy subject, but I spoke with a pastor before. Like, we went to lunch. It was just me and him, and he knows I'm, like, 
you know, kind of iffy about religion and things like that. But he was saying there's, like, major spiritual warfare going on right now. Like, um, there's, like, stuff that we can't see. And to think that there's not parallel dimensions that exist inside our own is almost, like, you know, a little bit silly with the way physics works now. So, yeah, there's always these different theories, like string theory. I'm not really 100% familiar about, but I'm pretty sure that's where there's other dimensions that you could possibly, like, be intertwined with. And that's just one of the things that's, in my opinion, if there's another realm that we can't actually see, who's to say that it's not actually there? So what we're seeing as ghosts or paranormal or even aliens or whatever is just not something that's already always been there. It's just bleeding into what we can see. Yeah, and... It's, um, I think that that would be like the most, you know, theoretically correct at this point in time, as far as what we know, like what would, how else could you explain some of the happenings that people have, you know, when they're, they get abducted or something like that, like where are these entities coming from? And, um, that there's no explanation for all of this. So sometimes you sound crazy when you talk about stuff like this. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't get a chance to talk to too many people about some of the things I think of. Is kind of why I made the podcast because if I talk to the average person, they're gonna look at me like I'm freaking crazy. Yeah, it's like that guy you were talking to the one time that saw that like dog thing running beside him. That like, who can you tell that to? That's not gonna be like, dude, were you on drugs? Yeah, it's. I saw something very similar years ago, and I don't really talk about it too much because. If someone told me the story that I'd had, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, I try to keep an open mind because I don't know what's out there. Like, I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan, so, like, the parallel dimensions and things like that where, like, every every possibility could exist is, you know, not far-fetched in my mind. I think we only scratch the surface of what we actually know, and I think there's other powers that influence our normal lives that we aren't aware of not so much i'm not saying like government conspiracies or anything like that i'm just saying i think there's a lot of elements to life that intertwine with our normal realities that we're just not able to understand or see yeah i mean like we're I don't know, sometimes I think about where did all these religions come up with all of the same stuff you know they they all drew like fire chariots things like that like and who knows if it was aliens or what they considered angels i know you've gotten into this a little bit before but it's like if everybody from the same time period millions of miles apart say the same thing i who are we to you know say that that's false or wrong or you know things like that we can't prove or disprove it I think if you look into the biblical descriptions, and this is obviously just going off biblical description, there's clearly other books out there that isn't Bible-related. But the original description of what an angel is, and I could be wrong or mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that don't they have like hundreds or thousands of eyes? Yeah, that's that's one of them that's described, and I believe it's in the book of Jasher. Um, 
So my wife listens to this lady and she reads all these books. Uh, but the book of Jasher is actually referenced in the Bible. It will say, see book of Jasher. So why is that not in there? Yeah. There's other books that were in the Bible originally that they've removed, like the book of Enoch, where it actually talks about other beings from elsewhere and giants and stuff, which they still leave giants in the Bible because you have, I can't think of whatever. Um, David and Goliath? Yeah, the story of David and Goliath. Goliath was supposed to be, depending on how many, whoever does the math are different ratings, but like up to 9 feet tall to 12 feet tall, 15 feet tall. There's all sorts of things, which that leads me back into uh, the whole giant realm. If we really had giants, who's to say that some of these Bigfoot sightings and stuff aren't necessarily offshoots of what they were seeing back in these days? Because whoever wrote these stories, now granted they've been rewritten countless times for different versions and everything else, but the original text not just Bible, but all these ancient civilizations, they all have very similar elements to them, and they have giants, they have beings from the heavens, they have all sorts of stuff. And like you're saying, they're all very, very similar. They all have a flood story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, my theory on that is the great floods were caused from the ice sheets melting from the end of the ice age, yeah. 10, 12,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. So with all them polar caps melting and everything else of course the water levels are going to rise so to me i understand why that's a worldwide thing that there was mass flooding because all the ice was melting so all the water levels rose yeah if you were if you were like from that time and you know the water just started rushing everywhere it probably would seem like it was from god you know like what else would you have to explain it at that time yeah and then just some of the stuff that was designed years ago, like ancient, like these pyramids, and why are there pyramids all over the planet, not just Egypt? Like everyone thinks of Egypt, but there's pyramids on almost every continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is all that happening all around the same time periods for people separated by thousands of miles? So I'm going to throw you a theory. You can throw it back right back at me. So. Uh, like I, the book, the law of one and like Dolores Cannon, a lot of people like that talk about the pyramids being built at the same time. There's actually, you know, like, uh, I, I don't call them angels. I call them helpers. Like they were here to advance human civilization. And like, we think of these people as primitive, like they had to go down and get their water. No, they were, they were living, you know, very successfully in a, like especially the Egyptians in an area that should not have been populated. So like to think they didn't have some form of help is kind of wild to me, but they, uh, so the theory is, is that the seven chakras in our body when aligned, you can reach almost an ascending level, um, on this planet. And they say that the, the King's chamber actually allowed energy to flow upwards and repair and move everyone's chakras into alignment and that's why these people were advancing like insanely fast yeah i've heard stuff similar to that as well and i don't necessarily disagree with it because i think it makes sense i'm not saying that i think the ancient astronaut theory it makes sense in that aspect but who's to say that 
they're actually from another planet. Who's to say they're just not more of an advanced civilization? Yeah. That maybe they just were able to advance a little bit faster. They had technology that we don't know about that helped them evolve quicker. Yeah. And that's definitely a possibility as well. Whereas, you know, like if something did come down here, maybe it's from another dimension, a planet, something, whatever it was, they were smarter than us. And um, I think they helped us along because in order to move bricks like that, even the Aztecs and everyone were doing all that. So it was it's it's hard for me to think that there wasn't somebody here assisting in that. Yeah, I think there has to be something. I don't see how people could just... I'm not discrediting it that they couldn't have, but to me it doesn't make any sense that there was just all of a sudden, hey, we're going to build all these pyramids across the planet for what exact reasons. Like, it's strange to me that everyone would just decide to start building something very similar and without really any explanation or understanding as to what they were for. Yeah. It just doesn't... I don't know. It doesn't add up to me. My brain can't comprehend. Have you listened to Dr. Robert Green? I have not. So I'll send you some of his stuff once we hop off here. But uh, he's like a mathematician, and he's been to the pyramids like 11 times. And like just the the dimensions and where they were placed on like our, you know, like our um, energy grid, basically or the latitude and longitude lines of where they line up, the mathematical numbers that go along with that. Like, I think the, like the, I can't think of it, the circumference equals the speed of light of the pyramid. So if you draw a circle around the pyramid, you get the number that equals the speed of light. Like, why is that? Like, it it doesn't make any sense of why they had all these mathematical, and it aligns with the poles, in a very certain way, um, you know, that would bring more energy to that exact location. Doesn't it align up with a star system as well? I believe that the three major pyramids in Egypt align with Orion's belt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. A lot of stuff, and they use stars obviously for navigational purposes for sailing too, but a lot of the ancient people use the stars for references to how they go about their lives. Like, for some reason... And this kind of goes back to religion. Like, a lot of religions all started off... They were worshipping gods, which a lot of them were end up being, like, the sun and the moon and everything else. There was, like, fire gods and there was water gods. Like, there's all sorts of these spirits or gods or whatever it is that they wanted to worship. And if you go back and look into things, a lot of them all have the same stories but it all comes back to certain aspects of it goes back to the sun yeah uh you know the sun brings life it gives life without it you know we don't exist so i i think that it honestly a lot like what else would you have if you were back then to look at like rocks you're gonna worship rocks no you're gonna worship a giant fireball in the sky something if you look at it, it's gonna hurt your eyes and oh i can't look at that it's powerful it's it brings light all over it so. yeah and it also controls all of our food sources everything like that um you know so it's it's pretty gnarly um as far as that goes like 
the pyramids, things like that. I'm, I've always been very interested, but what's gotten me lately is like all these alien sightings by military bases. That's, that's what I've been studying lately is like, why are they around military bases? What are they observing? Are they in other countries? Do they have far more superior technology? Things like that. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I've been wondering exactly what's going on because just as of what, the last five years, they've started acknowledging UFOs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it doesn't really, we had this great big quote unquote disclosure that really didn't say anything. And I've often wondered if it's not so much they're watching what we're doing or if it's just not technology that other countries have, we have ourselves that we're just spying on each other. Yeah. But at the end of the day, isn't and this is where I struggle. If they're advanced enough to come down here from trillions of miles away, why are they going about monitoring what we're doing when they could literally just show up and obviously wipe wipe us out if they really want to or just stop and put a stop to everything that we're doing but like look idiots yeah like you guys are screwing everything up don't turn into a bunch of dead people because that's what's going to happen the path you're going you're going to wipe each other out like here we're here to help you or here we're here to wipe you out like i don't understand like the reconnaissance of what they're spying on for because literally if they're that far advanced that they could get here they don't need to worry about anything that we could do right and Sometimes that leads me into the thinking of, uh, you know, maybe we're like a science experiment here on Earth. It's uh, I've heard theories that like we wiped ourselves out on Mars, uh, like there was actually civilizations on Mars before we killed ourselves. And then the spirits were all transported here to Earth to, you know, go on because we had already done that. And the theory of Atlantis kind of runs into that, too, as they supposedly had like crystalline power they had figured out how to use crystals and they got way too powerful and eventually sucked themselves into a black hole which guess what they're doing in switzerland right now yeah so the 2012 theory you know goes right along with the large hedron collider and everyone says that everything's been way different since 2012 i don't know necessarily if it's been way different I think a lot of things have changed in the last 10 years, but that doesn't necessarily mean it because of the collider. Yeah. Do you know there's one actually down in Tennessee? Really? There's a large hedron collider in Tennessee? Yeah. That's wild. And I'm trying to think of the the name of the place. It's Ridge something? Right on. Is it like built into the mountains? I don't know if it's in the mountains. I'd have to look it up, but I know that they've talked about it. I'm trying to find it here. Right on. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, you know, I just, I, I see what I see online and I kind of go into that. I've done some research on CERN, like just some of the weird stuff that goes on over there, like them having like satanic rituals for the opening ceremonies and things like that. It just all kind of seems strange to me. Yeah, it's CERN's what they call it in yeah. Tennessee. It's at Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Right on. It's a big... Uh, collider they got going on down there so cern has another one down there yeah 
That's insane. I don't necessarily know if it's CERN, but it's the same concept of CERN. What do you think about, like, there being Stargate portals in certain places on Earth? That's actually what I was getting ready to talk about. Um, Supposedly, and I listened to a different podcast that was talking about this, and supposedly, according to that host of that show, he moved to Tennessee recently, and he knows someone that actually works at Oak Ridge. Okay. Because he lives apparently outside of Knoxville. That's not too far from where this place is, I guess. Right on. And the guy that works there is a former military sniper, and he's there for security purposes. And I guess he thought he was joking or something. I don't know the whole context of the story. Obviously, it's just a secondhand story from right. someone else's podcast. But this guy that works at this Oak Ridge claims that he's actually there for sniping. And he asked him, well, what would he be sniping at Oak Ridge? Like people breaking in something like that. And he said, no, it's for whatever comes through the portals. The, through the portals. And this is a military guy. Yeah. He former military sniper that now works security detail at this Oak Ridge and claims that the reason they hired him is because he's supposed to be sniping anything that comes through these portals that they might potentially open. Wow. So what if it's like, what if it's spiritual? What are they going to do then? You can't kill that, you know? And through like quantum computing right now, they said they're reaching into other dimensions and the AI is sentient. So I've been reading a lot about that. But the Stargates, where I heard this first, was why we went into Iraq. Is that there's a Stargate there. And whoever controls these stargates supposedly can, you know, access higher dimensions. And that goes into, like, shape-shifting and things that... That's real far-fetched stuff. I know I'm going out on a limb here. But, like, to think that some of these stars... I think we've talked about this. Like, they look like they've lived forever. They look like they've got everything figured out. Like, they've been here multiple times. Do the Stargates have to do with cloning processes? Is that what's going on at like Area 51 or is that a facade? I think Area 51 may have originally been something of importance. But I think now, because it's so well known, they want to keep it that way. They want to make it seem like there's still stuff going on, keep it mysterious, so it keeps eyes off of what they're really doing somewhere else, if that makes any sense. No, that makes absolute sense. So I've heard of this Air Force Base uh, in Ohio. It's called, uh, I believe, Kessler Air Force Base. And supposedly that's where most of the real things that are going on right now are happening. Yeah, out at Nevada test site and Area 51 and everything, I think back in the 50s and 60s and up into probably the 70s, that was actually where a lot of stuff was being done because you're out in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing really out there. Now, 90 miles away, you have Vegas. Yeah. And then you don't, you're still kind of barren out that way. But other than that, the whole Bob Lazar thing back in the 80s, now a lot of people try and discredit the guy, but a lot of the stuff that he talked about in the 80s, they've now like element 115 or whatever it was, 119, I forget what it, actually element it was. They've just now proven within the, like the last six, seven years that it does exist. And he was talking about it 30-something years ago. Yeah. So, it's like, they can discredit the guy, but maybe he's a government plant. 
Yeah, I don't know with Bob Lazar, man. I listened to the whole thing, and I listened to it like three or four times um, on Rogan, of course, because I'm the world's biggest Rogan fan, so that's where all my conspiracy comes from. But uh, Lazar, man, like if you go back and watch YouTube videos of his interviews from the 80s, he is saying the exact same thing. The guy made a hydrogen-powered car. Yeah. Like, he's... He is some type of intelligent. They wiped his college records clean. You don't make a hydrogen-powered car without going through some form of formal schooling around physics. Did you know, I think it was in the early 2000s, that another person made a car that ran on hydrogen? And before he could patent it, the government got it, seized it, and then mysteriously the guy committed suicide, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's really weird how all these very smart people just uh, somehow end up, you know, suiciding themselves when they're not sad. They're not, they're not unhappy people. You know, it's like there's a darker agenda going on. A lot of the people that have been like a whistleblower, kind of spoken against the Clintons, mysteriously feel bad for what they've done and commit suicide. One person shot himself in the back of the head twice. Yeah, <laughs> with wasn't it with a shotgun too? I read before it was like almost boondock saints like like execution style from how he had had to shoot himself from just the projection of like the blood splatter and everything. It looked like he was shot in the back of the head twice from two different guns. Yeah. But that was ruled suicide. Again, I'm just reading stuff on the internet. I'm not telling anyone to believe anything that I say because I don't know I wasn't there. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not the guy that comes out and ever tells anyone to believe what I say. You know, what I definitely encourage people to do is go out and do your own research, you know, see what you can find out. There's books on every subject in the whole world out there. Um, Who knows what's true and what's not, you know, honestly, that's like, I'm a truth seeker and, you know, that's why I study into some of this stuff because I think there is a lot of things that you know are kept from us you know because it would empower us sometimes i've often wondered do we really need to know everything that goes on anyways i don't think we do just because i don't think certain people can understand it comprehend it i don't i understand if we believe in the security purposes of what we're doing government wise and for secure like protecting people this and that i believe yes there should be stuff kept secret but at the same time if there are other forms of life out there why hide that Mm -hmm. other than the fact that it goes against religion like everyone's religion would have to change if that was something that was brought up but and again it's this will offend most people but I still think the whole religion thing is more or less just another means for control. That's the whole point of having these religions out there is to control people to live a certain direction, like a certain way you want them to be, to be under your fingertip. Oh, you got to be this type of person. You can't do this. You can't question this. Like it gives whoever's really pulling the strings of the world more power because every, or because everyone else is afraid of, pissing off their god yeah uh i think that religion was created yeah as a means of control and to uh comfort people 
you know, there's a giant fear of the afterlife that most of us possess. I don't know too many people that have come to grips with the fact that we are going to, we're going to go someday. And I think that's something that really scares people. But as far as the power structure goes, like, why is the Vatican the way it is? Why are they secretive? Why will they not let anybody into the library, you know? Why is there so much secrecy that goes on within that? They're the control, controlling structure of everything Christian-based in the world. And why are they so secretive about it? I think that there's a lot of stuff that they hide in there. Also, not just so much the Vatican, but the Smithsonian. I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> the Smithsonian uh, Institute here in America, or wherever the hell it's actually based out of, they have a lot of archaeological stuff that they try to hide. Yeah. Now, this is again going way back to what I said a little bit ago about like giants and stuff, but supposedly skeletons have been un- like uncovered. Mm-hmm. And the Smithsonian, they've taken those skeletons and like locked them away. Right. Like people have dug them up back in the 1800s out in the Midwest farming and everything else. And they uncover these big giant skeletons and then they're just, they disappear. I know there's stories from like, I believe it's the Navajo or something like that. That's something out West. And there were stories of red haired giant people that lived in the mountains. They used to be like at war with them. Right. And then they supposedly got them all inside their cave or whatever, and they set the entrance on fire and burn them out and then attack the rest of them and kill them all off. Yeah. the It was a pack of Sasquatches, my man. They were at war with the Sasquatch tribe. So I've heard that too, but the other version that I've heard is they were red-haired giants with six fingers, oh, which wow. supposedly, I believe it was Iraq or Afghanistan, but I actually think it was Afghanistan, the giant of... Because it's one of those weird, <laughs> weird names. Right. But like a special forces team went missing, so they sent another team to find them, and they come across this cave, and a giant came out, and it speared one of the other guys on the force, and the rest of them shot him in the face and killed him. Yeah. And then helicopter flew in, and all the people were told they can't talk about it. They had to sign non-disclosure forms and. Lo and behold, the story still kind of leaked out. It was supposedly, I think, back in, like, 2003. Right. What? Why do you think, like, do you think it's to protect society from themselves, basically, if we were to find out something like this exists? Or, like, I don't know what the disclosure is about on things like that. If there are creatures and stuff like that, you think they would want us aware of them? Or, I don't... It's like, why all the secrecy? I don't understand it. If there are stuff like this out there that aren't necessarily human but are still capable of, like, being a human, think of all the regulations that would be coming about for something that is such a small population. It also goes against, back to the whole religious aspect of us being the highest advanced being on this planet if that makes any sense like the way i'm seeing is there's nothing else there's humans like there's animals are all beneath us but if there's something out there that's still capable of walking on two legs and using tools and communicating and being intelligent that looks like us 
that might be bigger versions of us, then that makes us not look as powerful. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Like, humans are naturally egotistical. We don't want to think that we're not the best of the best. Yeah, but if you look in the seas, we're actually not. Like, some of the creatures down there that have survived millions of years, like, they say we've been here, what, now, like... The theories say about 300,000 years, uh, or is it further than that now? I believe they're saying 3 million years is like when the first primates were walking upright and everything, but okay. as far as actual modern man, 300,000 years. Yeah, and that ancient civilizations show kind of went through that and showed that we were way more advanced than we thought back then, and they were building like these mega structures mostly the show is just this dude walking around in weird places but there's also the aspect that you know that this civilizations we thought were primitive and were hunter gatherers actually were building mega structures like and that's always strange to me i've just read something recently and maybe i'm not up to date because i don't study a whole lot i'm (laughs) i know things by watching shows or reading articles here and there, but I don't do like a whole lot of digging in research. Right. But I was always under the impression that Neanderthals died off around the end of the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. They're saying they've been gone for like over a hundred and something thousand years. Huh. I was like, I've always thought they died off like 12,000 or so years ago, like modern humans kind of took over and killed off the remainder of the Neanderthal or we evolved into modern man or whatever the offshoots were. But now they're trying to say that it's been like a lot longer. But I swear that you always see these pictures, drawings and anything like Neanderthals and woolly mammoths and fighting with modern humans and everything like it. Okay. Well, if modern man wasn't around for like 300,000 years and now you're saying the Neanderthals were gone almost that long ago, like why does it keep changing? Yeah, the timelines are always shifting, man. That's what I've noticed is like with that ancient civilization show, it showed he thinks that there, the Ice Age ended, what, like 11,500 years ago or something? Yeah. Is this the show that's on Netflix? Yeah, it's with that. Uh, I can't think of his name, but it's mostly just him talking and then him walking around random sites. I started to watch it. I've never finished. I've only watched like the first two episodes, so I'll have to finish it at some point. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he he's pretty smart, I mean, and he, like, but he's anti, like, scientist. Like, he always is hating on the science community. He's just a journalist or whatever, but he has his theory, and some of them are being proven true, you know. He got a whole Netflix show out of it because he's thinking a little different, and I think that's what we need to do to push science forward. He was on Rogan's podcast recently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was him or the other guy that was on there, but he'd mentioned that they're getting ready to release an ancient technology that they've uncovered recently that'll actually be like free energy for everyone. Almost like what I believe Tesla was working with. Yeah. But they want to open it, like have it be open to everyone to use, not like patent it to government usage or whatever they they want to open it freely for the whole world now if that actually is true and then the fact that he mentioned that on a podcast one of the most popular podcasts out there 
you already know someone's going to be looking into that. And if that's 100% true, if they're going to whack off some guy that uh, made cars run on water, what do you think they're going to do for free energy? Yeah, look what they did to Nikola Tesla. If you study into him a little bit, they made him believe that he was crazy. And they, like, shunned him from modern science. So he had to go buy that plot. I can't remember what state it's in, but he bought a giant plot and was, like, working on that, like, free electricity that was uh, basically traveled through the air. And then uh, it was one of, like, the Rockefellers or somebody like that who was funding him before when he was working and playing ball with them. Uh, And then they actually... So a guy stole his idea for electricity, and that's what we have as modern electricity because they found out they could monetize it. Yeah, that's what I've always wondered, too, is like Tesla was way advanced for what he had uncovered, and how come all of a sudden now his research has disappeared to where they claim he was crazy, this and that, but they gathered all of his information. They gathered up everything he had, discredited him. And then one of the people that actually had took his research and was looking into it, ironically, was a MIT person whose right. last name was Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it Barron? I'm not sure which one it was. It was uh, Donald Trump's uncle, one of his great uncles. Oh, uh, that, you know, like... The powerful people don't want us to have things like that. That's why they suicide people that make hydrogen cars. Uh, because guess what? There's there's H2O floating around particles everywhere. If your car can just figure out a way to pull those in, you know, h- how are they going to sell crude oil? How are they going to make all their money? That's the the oil industry was like what like two hundred seventy trillion dollars in the last five years or something like that. It's just, it's insane, man. And if we had those capabilities, where are they going to build their wealth off of? How are they going to control the narrative, things like that, when you're driving around for free or you can have energy for free? Where does this crude oil mysteriously come from? I know the old saying is they were from, it's a fossil, it's fossil fuels, and it's from the earth and everything. But eventually, for as much as we're pumping out, it has to be getting replenished somewhere. And if it's not, where did it come from? What is it? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense of what this super liquid or whatever you want to call it actually is from the ground. So I heard it's like, so this is what they tell us. It's phytoplankton that fall to the floor of the sea and over, you know, God knows how many millions of years it's compressed so tightly that it forms into this liquid and it becomes that. But uh, for me to believe that there's not crude oil just everywhere under the earth and it's not just part of the core, uh, is that's a hard one for me to grasp. Like That's something that you can use to control people. So you tell them, oh, there's a shortage. We don't have enough of this. We're running out of this. What do people do? They panic. You can control the prices. You make all the money. It's all based on money. It's it's wild. But the replenishment, man, that's you. That's wild to me uh, to say that we're running out and all that. Like, where is the data on it? Kind of throw this back to uh, an earlier 
podcast I did with the whole flat earth theory. A lot of stuff from that kind of makes sense, but there's also a lot of flaws, I think, with it as well. And just from trying to look into it, a lot of it goes back to biblical creationist beliefs. And anything science-related, as long as it's being proved, then you're immediately just discredited. Oh, you're a non-believer. Like, the people that are involved in that theory make it very hard to even want to research that theory because they're a bunch of assholes, to be 100% honest. Yes, they are, dude. Like, they're like, oh, once you go flat, you never go back. No, well, I think a lot of it is once you go flat, like, your brain also can't comprehend the fact that you might not necessarily be right. I'm not saying the earth is flat. I'm not saying the earth is a spinning ball f- intertwining through space. I don't know, and I really don't care. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. Right. So the point of that was I know people from that theory claim that oil doesn't exist. It's just a made-up thing. And space doesn't exist. And it, it just goes on and on and on. Like literally anything that we think of they claim as a means of control. I can see some of that being relevant because I believe a lot of stuff like that is means of control, but I also believe that they think because the Bible said the four corners of the earth automatically makes it flat. Well, guess what? The Bible's also a means of control. Yeah. Yeah, you're right on that. So that's where I start to differ from them is, oh, we're on this plane here and we're here for God and this and that. Okay, well, here's my thing. If God is a great, powerful God, why did he create this planet for us to be here for his amusement to see if we're good or bad, even though he knows every decision we're about to make before we ever make it? So he knows if we go to heaven or hell. So what? what's the point? Yeah. And- Religion don't make any sense when you start looking at it that way. Like, it does, like we're here for God's amusement. No, no, no. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. So I've read a book called The Kabbalion, um, and it's by uh, Hermes Tresmegistus. Like, it's Hermes Thrice Great. So basically what he says is we're a thought in the mind of the all. And, like, if I, I pair that with what Ram Dass said, that we're all God and drag. So basically this this thing split itself, figured out what it was doing, like, and it's all thought. If you look at our... Um, like the galaxies, they're similar looking to like a human, like a lung system or like mm-hmm. a tree system. Yeah. Uh, so like, I think that maybe we're a part of something bigger. I don't know. That's something I've been rolling around lately. And as far as the flat earth goes, like my wife cleans these people's house that they're flat earthers. I'm not going to say any names clearly, but, uh, she said they have books and stuff all around their house about flat earth. And I listened to that episode you did with that guy. He makes some really good points. Like, you know, you're through a fish lens when you're Felix Baumgartner, things like that. But, like, what do you think about the ISS and things like that, the videos of that? And how is everyone keeping that secret? There would be too many people involved to keep this secret. But I also... It's not because I believe the earth is flat. I believe this was for other purposes, but I don't believe we ever really went to the moon back in the 1960s. I I don't believe that either. And they're like, oh, it's because we can't get there. The moon doesn't exist. Well, clearly the moon exists. I see it every night. Yeah. (laughs) 
I've seen it every night of my entire life. Well, they're just lights, just like the sun. Well, why is the sun a lot brighter than every other star? Right. Now, the thing about how come all the stars seem to be the same size and this and that, yes, that does make you kind of question things, but the distances and time traveling to get to places here and there, a lot of that stuff, that's where I struggle is like the vast distances of space makes my brain hurt trying to think of and comprehend like just the vastness of it. But to be a hundred percent honest, maybe it's because we've been brainwashed from the get go. Like they claim we're just globe tards, but that idea of space being open and endless and everything makes more sense to me than the fact that we're here because God put us here for what purpose. Yeah. Like we're in that movie with Pauly Shore from the nineties. Biodome. Biodome. That's what we're living right now. That's what, if the flat earth or that's what they believe. I believe it would be more or less if that is to an extent, it's not even that the earth is flat. We're more of a simulation. Oh yeah. <laughs> We were basically, even like you said, we were just more or less a science experiment. That would make more sense. We're in a snow globe for the fact that we're being in a Petri dish. Right. That's what we're really here. We're some big science experiment. And I always go back to the old South Park episode where uh, Earth was a reality show for <laughs> like aliens in yep. space. Yeah, I, I love that episode. And I, I think the same thing, man. Like, But I do wonder, like, you know, the oceans, not to like fall off a subject real quick here but i'm really adhd so i do apologize <laughs> like one thing leads right into the next for me it's like so if these ufos they're dipping down into the water right if earth was flat could there be wormholes going out the other side that's what i thought i've had yeah that's the other thing i don't understand if earth is flat an endless plane supposedly it just keeps going and going but yet there's an ice fall and then supposedly there's more land on the other side of the ice fall well who's ever been over there well we don't really know yeah. oh so you're just making shit up because you're claiming that's what everyone else does but a lot of them make their own like everyone has their own theory and they continue to feed their own theories to make it seem more realistic to themselves but I've often wondered that too. If we can't go up because there's this supposed firmament or whatever that they claims up there, this thing that we can't penetrate through and it holds all the stars up there and everything else in place, whatever. What happens if we go down? Like yeah. what's, what's below the ground? Like what if we just keep drilling to the ground? They don't believe there's a core because the earth isn't round. So what's underneath of us? How far can we go till we reach the bottom? Yeah. Or like, does it just keep, it never ends. It just, we just keep going and going and going. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, there's ways to disprove the flat earth theory, you know, like, but these people, like they just want to be against something, I think. And I think that's where it spawned from, you know, like the Christians, they're all, they've always been like against things. If you look back to the, when the Bible was written, like even Jesus was teaching these poor people that they had power and that's, you know, essentially why they crucified him uh was you know because he was telling these poor people hey you, the power is in numbers and if you all believe you know and things like that and he actually i've studied theories of that jesus traveled to egypt uh when when the pyramids were built um got alignment and chakras and then went and was a tibetan monk so there's a part of Jesus' life that's undocumented. 
and from the theories I've heard, he traveled to India and became a Hindu meditator, and that's where he sourced a lot of his power from. I've often believed, and I apologize to anyone that I may offend for this, but I feel like Jesus, the story of Jesus was made because the Bible needed a hero. Yeah. The Old Testament, you had God... And he was a non-merciful God. Everyone had to fear this God. Like, he was a vengeful God. Like, he would wipe people out, this and that. Well, that was the Old Testament. Well, the New Testament come about, and we're like, you know what? We need to make things a little bit better. Make it seem like, oh, we're, we're, it's good. This is good. He's the Son of God. God sent him here to wash away our sins, and he sacrificed his only son. And it goes on and on and on to make Jesus this big hero for someone to rally behind. Yeah. And... I'm not a hundred again, I don't know this I'm not I've never read the Bible, I don't plan to, but I don't remember the Old Testament mentioning Satan or Lucifer that often either. Like I feel like that was more of a New Testament thing. Yeah. So uh, you had to have a good guy, then you had to have the arch enemy, the bad guy. Yeah, and I I think that you're right on that as far as that goes. Um just I don't know. What I take from the Bible, I'm I was raised Christian, you know, and I was forced to go to church and things like that what i take from it is like i guess if you do follow what jesus says the world would probably be a lot better place whether it's for a means of control or not but like if you just love your neighbor as yourself things like that the world would probably be a lot better place um i don't know how long how long we going have we been going almost an hour all right well but I, I think to touch base back to the Christianity and everything else, we kind of circle back around to everything. I think to sum everything up, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. Yeah. And I've always been one to question everything, and I feel like that's how you are too. Yeah. So I do think that it's one of those things to where we can keep looking and looking and keep digging and digging, but the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper. And at the end of the day, we're going to spend the whole life digging for something and we're never going to find that answer. Like yeah. we might find more clues. It's almost like <laughs> the curse of Oak Island show. Like they've been on <laughs> TV for like 14 years now. It seems like, and they've not really found anything, but they keep digging and digging and digging. Yep. Like, I don't know if they're ever going to find anything. That's another topic that I wanted to have an episode about because I've actually liked the story, but then when the show came around and everything, and I've watched the show every year, it's just like, man, yeah, how much money are they wasting searching for something that they're never going to find? And if they do find it, who's to say it's going to be worth of anything? Yeah, I've watched that entire series, man. Like the Curse of Oak Island, it's a great show. I I encourage you to check it out, but you're going to be sadly disappointed because they do all these build ups for like six episodes. And then they find like a rock or something. <laughs> they find a piece of metal that yeah. might, it might have been part of something. <laughs> yeah, they're like, here's this a piece of metal. <laughs> 17th century ship. And like, then they take it to the expert and they're like, yeah, absolutely. This came from, they're searching for the Holy Grail, bro. The Holy Grail is in the Vatican. It's downstairs in the Vatican. And whether it contains Ark of the Covenant or some powers, that's what I believe, man. So... It's uh yeah, you're right though. If you keep digging and digging and digging, I think all the answers really lie within you already. 
Um, and I think if you do a little soul searching and maybe a little meditation, it can go a long ways for you. And you'll find answers that you're looking for. And I think that they are available out in the ether, dark matter or whatever. Uh, I think they contain thoughts because where do those come from? Yeah. I think everyone has the abilities within themselves to expand their mind. I think there's a lot more of our brain that we don't use. And I think if we could tap into that, it would be something that would be, and this might even go back to what the ancient societies were able to do. Maybe they were more prone to use parts of their brain that we don't. Yeah. Maybe they were smarter than what we give them credit for. But again, that's just more slinging mud on walls at this point so yep that's pretty much what i do man but i really appreciate you having me i'm a mud slinger i get all these theories and formulas and i just roll them around in my head i think it's fun uh i think it's a good time and it gives you i don't know there i think i can think of a lot worse things i could be doing than theorizing our beginnings or endings so. yeah well i appreciate coming out and uh definitely look forward to talking with you more i'm sure we can have some more episodes here in the future there's lots and lots to discuss so again thanks for coming out and hope you have a great day yeah thanks man thanks for having me yeah we can definitely do this again i'm local so we'll uh whenever you need a fill-in episode let me know big b you also have your own little podcast out there just like my little podcast so if anyone wants to check out dalton's podcast you want to Tell them where they can find it. Yeah, so my podcast is a Spotify-only podcast because I think I'm Joe Rogan. Um, but it's called What's Up, a podcast with Dalton Brown. I just have people on, let them talk about their lives, tell their stories, uh, you know, kind of whatever. And it's pretty entertaining, I think. So, yeah, check it out. Thanks for having me again, Brandon. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming out. All right, later, man. See ya. that's the show everyone again i'd like to thank dalton for coming out and talking with me it's definitely more engaging to have the in-person conversations rather than doing the zoom calls it also helps when you actually know your guest a little bit so it's a little bit more uh, open discussions and if you'd like to check out dalton's podcast that's the what's up podcast with dalton brown you can find that on spotify also if you'd like to be a part of tinfoil tales and be on a future episode just send me an email at tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. We get something scheduled for you on a future episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this one, and we'll see you on the next one. Good night, everybody.